Hello and thank you for taking the time to listen to God's word today. We hope that this sermon is a blessing to you and your family. I want to start with a story of a couple, okay? A new married couple. Uh, they had a beautiful marriage life like, you know, few months into marriage. Uh, they were, they you know they in, they went into a new house and um, this house had some rat issues. Okay, they always had trouble with a big rat coming into their house, biting all their clothes off and, you know, biting all their food off and all that. And the wife goes like, you know, there's this hole in the kitchen and we have to close it off. It's coming through the pipe and all that. And the husband was like, no, 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 there's a hole near the door, the entrance, and that's where the rat is coming in. And the wife was like, no, 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 uh, listen, the, the, clo- the, the, the rat did come through the hole that's in the kitchen. And the husband was like, no. It came through the entrance. It came through the door. You have to keep the door closed and all that. And the wife was like, you don't know anything about it. I'm the one who's at home and I know more about it. And the, and the husband was so furious. Like, how can you say that? I see how the house works. You know, I'm the one who's earning and all that. And this small argument became a big quarrel and they started telling off and they were shouting at each other and also went violent and their parents, their relative have to come and solve it for them. And then they were separated for a few days, few weeks, and then they had to come back. And then, yeah, I know it's a sad story, you know, and then they had to come back and they were fine, they were fine. And, and they gave them time to talk to each other. They were like, guys, come on, you should stop arguing. And the husband felt so bad. He's like, I shouldn't have treated you like that. And the wife was like, sorry, I should have, you know, listened to you and all. Then the husband was like, uh, yes, let's, let's stay good hereafter. Let's not argue. And the wife, like uh, yeah I understand sorry but I wish you accepted when I said the rat came from the kitchen and the husband go like no ma no the rat came from the entrance and there goes again there was no resolving of that problem and again again I don't know thank you thank you you know we all have something like this going on in our life so I'm not talking just about husband and wife you know, the singles, the students here, the, you know, teenagers here, we all have this unresolved conflicts that we have in our life, right? We kind of handle ourselves. It can be our spiritual life, conflicts in our spiritual life, conflicts in our, in our, in our physical life, or conflicts in our character. You know, you've been hostile to a ca- kind of character that we are like, I can, you know, blow up very soon. You know, you talk to me that way, I'm going to blow up very soon. You know, we have envy, we have so many things that we have as a conflict in our life. And today, let's talk about how to resolve these conflicts. Are you ready? Are you ready? You know why I really wanted to talk about this? Because as Christians, one of the characteristics of being the child of God is being peacemakers. Amen. Let's go into Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. It says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called as the children of God. Blessed are the peacemaker, for they will be called the children of God. This is the character of being the child of God. This shows that you are a child of God because you are a peacemaker. And I want you to carefully give attention to the word peacemaker. It does not say peacekeeper. All right. God doesn't want us to be quiet or avoid it. All right, for us, peacekeeping is more like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it down. I'm going to give in. We, we appease. That's not appeasing where you, you just give in. Like, I want peace, so I'm just going to keep it quiet. 
You know, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to wait until things, you know, show up. But God is saying, hey, I don't want you to keep peace, but I want you to make peace. You know what making peace really means? It means you putting an end to something. It's not saying, let's settle this down for now. Like I told you, the couple, there was no peace. This problem was not solved. The real problem was they had disagreements, right? It wasn't just about the rat. For enough in our life, we go like, let's keep it down. Let's keep it low. Let's give in. You know, in our, in our marriage counseling, they say the husband sometimes should give in. The wife should sometimes give in. But most of the time they say, come together, talk it out and resolve it. Amen. This morning, we're going to learn on how we're going to be peacemakers. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? Do you want me to turn off or turn off the AC or something? You guys are too cozy. And they're like, yeah. All right. All right. And this morning, I'm going to talk about this wonderful man that I'm so interested in. Okay. I'm really, really interested about this man. And I'm so excited for him. All right. Okay. I know why Hosanna is giving me that smile. All right. I'm so excited for this man in the Bible. It's a Bible character. I'm saying right there. Yes, I love my husband. But this man in Bible, so good. And I'm so happy for what is about to happen in his life. All right. Shall we read through his life? Come on. Uh, let's all turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 10. From 26 to 20, 50, 52. Mark chapter 10 from 46 to 52. Here it goes. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man called Bartimaeus. This, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He is calling you. Throwing his cloak around, he jumped up, up to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want from me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his side and followed Jesus along the road. And you should be wondering like, why are you so excited for a blind man who just received his sight? It's just more than just blindness that he's handling. And he is a peacemaker. He's he, he, he saw a big breakthrough in his life just through this incident. And I want to take you through this and just giving you a little background about this. The, you know, three books, the three gospel talks about the same incident, but only Mark gives the name for that person. This blind man, only in the book of Mark, it's mentioned and uh, going with which is more reliable. Mark was the first gospel that was written and he wrote it in a way of oral tradition where he went and spoke to people. Like, hey, you were there when Jesus did this. Uh, what happened? Tell me. You know, he, he started digging in more and he asked more information. And that's why only the book of Mark gives more detail about what happened. The other books say it's the same incident, but they don't give you more details. 
All right, putting that there because after the sermon, I don't want you to like, oh, she preached a wrong sermon. I don't want you to say that. All right, so that's why we're looking into this, and I'm so confident about talking about the life of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was such a you know beggar who was there from his you know very young age for sure because beggars are given places where they can beg. You know, in the Jewish tradition, they'll give them a spot that they can sit and beg, and everyone knows him. You know, I'm sure the beggar that you've been passing every day, you don't know his name. But this guy, people knew his name because he's been there for quite some time, right? And when Jesus passed through that place, something troubled him so much that he was such a savage to shout the name of Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Something just provoked him so much that he was going on shouting and shouting until he caught the attention of Jesus. And I feel like something that he has been battling was his name and his position of life. And the reason that he has been crying out saying, I want a breakthrough. I want to resolve this conflict that I've been handling all my life. I want to put an end to this because the name Bartimaeus means honorable son in Greek. Bartimaeus is a Greek name and the meaning of that is honorable son. I don't know why. Yes, there it is. So, and also, his father was Timaeus, where his name is mentioned in one of the plots, you know, um, ruling or journal, his journal. His father's name is mentioned. This means that he comes from a good family. His father worked in a good place, and his name was Honorable Son. So every time people go like, but Timius, here's some coins. He heard like, here, honorable son, take some coins. And this honorable son sitting and begging for coins day in and day out. And it troubled him so much. And he said, I want to resolve this today. I want to re resolve this today. This hostility that I have, the family that I come from, and the name that I have doesn't match what I'm doing right now. Amen? And these are the hostilities that we have to put down in our life. Sometimes there is some, you know, people in our life that are some character, our personality, that keeps putting us down. And today I pray and ask you that you will make a decision to resolve it in the name of Jesus. You know why you have to do that? Because Jesus, he came out of Jericho and he was going into Jerusalem. And I want you to note this down and give attention to this, that this incident happened one week right before the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Right? And he was sitting in the entrance of Jericho and Jesus was walking out of Jericho and he was entering into Jerusalem and, 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 and uh, um, Bartimaeus was in the entrance of, I mean, the exit of Jericho and he was saying that there is something new might happen. Jesus was walking towards a newness. He was walking towards a new beginning that is a crucifixion. The beginning of our salvation. He is walking towards that. And Bartimaeus is the only person who saw and who witnessed the person who was healed from all the people who were healed. He was one of that people who saw and witnessed the crucifixion with Jesus. We need to resolve certain things in our life because God has a new beginning. This morning, I want to encourage you and tell you, God has a new beginning for each one of us. 
the new beginning but, but, that Bartimeo saw was not just his eyes being opened, but he also saw the real sacrifice. He really saw what the remission means for him. He was able to witness that because he took a step forward to say, I am going to do something about it. I'm going to shout out and bring this healing over me. And one more breakthrough that he went through is when blind people, uh, when you are born blind, you are born sinner. In Jewish tradition, you are born as a sinner. You sinned in your mother's womb. And people will look at you and tell you God is in punishment. He is punishing you. He's cursed you. Irrespective of what you have done from birth, God is punishing you. Yeah, And in one of the passages, Jesus says, when the disciple asks, God, whose sin is it? Was it the parent's sin or is it the man's sin that he is blind? And Jesus says, it's none of their sin. It's for the glory of God that God has put him like that. It's for the glory of God that he has put him like that. And trust me, if we are handling any conflict, any disagreements in our life, in our spiritual life, God is not punishing us. If our life situation are not turning out great for us, God is not punishing us, but he is set a glory in our life. That when you break through this, you will reveal the glory of God in your life. I'm sure some of us have battled so hard that we are so tired and go like, God, do you even love me? Like, am I punished for something? Look at them. That, things are going great there. But why am I being punished? I, I'm ready to repent. Can you, can you change things? But God is saying, hey, I've put a glory into that. That when you come out of a breakthrough, you will see it. It takes a brokenness to see the wholeness. It takes the emptiness to see the fullness of God. It takes mourning to see the joy in the morning. Amen. It takes that so God breaks us so that your eyes will witness the new beginning that God has for us. God is not punishing us, but he is waiting for us to see a breakthrough. Amen. Amen. And the beautiful thing that Batimius did was they, they were given the clocks that, um, you know, they put on them. That's the outer garment. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Cloaks. Is that right? Yeah. So this is the outer garment that was Every, every people, like Greeks, Jews, everyone wore. But for every people, it's different. Like for priests, they wore a different cloak. And then uh, the, the preachers, they wore a different one. The rulers, they wore a different one. But for the beggars, they were given a different cloak so that that's like a permission for them to beg. So when you see that person with that kind of cloak, you give them money. So they're not faking it. So this is an approved cloth, an outer garment given by the authorities, given by the people to say, you know what? We approve of your condition that you're blind and that you are a sinner. You have no hope in life. Here, wear this and get comfortable right there. Right? And Bartimaeus, he did something beautiful. When he walked towards Jesus, he left his cloak behind. He just shook it off and it's like, I am going for my miracle. It would be very sad if he, didn't, he, if he did not get that miracle because in that huge crowd, people would have stumbled that and he wouldn't have got that back and he would have frozen to death that night because that gives him the comfort and the warmth and that's the authority that people say like, okay, you can beg, you know. But he just shook it off and he said, I'm leaving my past. I am leaving this back. No matter what approval this life has given to me, people said I was a born sinner. You know what? I'm shaking it off. 
And I'm walking towards my new beginning. I am resolving it right here. My business with you is done. I know that my God is going to heal me. The Jesus of Nazareth is going to heal me. And my life is going to change. He knew that. And he just left things behind. I want you to just look back to your life and see what is it you have to talk and resolve right there and walk into your new beginning. It takes faith for you to end something in your life that it determines the trust you have in the God of new beginnings. Your faith to resolve something in your life, it determines your trust in the God of new beginning. Sometimes it's hard. You don't know when you have to make the move and when God has to make the move. You know, as Christians, we are so confused about this because one Sunday, pastors, we preach about make the move. The other Sunday, we go like, wait on the Lord. And you're like, okay. Right? right? Yeah, I, I, I've heard those sermons and I'm like, seriously confusing. Right? It takes faith just to do that. You know, I'll tell you how you can take the move and when you got have. I, I had the solution, guys. I found it. But it takes faith for you to trust that God is going to open something new in your life. That you have to finish certain businesses in your life. Certain relationship had to wind up. Certain person in your life had to stop. Certain voices in your life had to stop. Because we have been... You know, getting used to certain things in our life. Yeah, that had to stop. You know, my mom, after some operation, uh, you know, she had this obesity problem. And, and uh, she was like asked to go to the gym or work out and all that. And when my cousin brother was advising my mom, she was like, I do enough work at home. I think just so much work that I will lose weight in that. You know, it's okay. I'm doing whole housework every day. And my cousin brother gave a beautiful revelation to her saying, Mom... Um, you, uh, aunt, your body is so used to burning so much energy that it's getting comfortable doing that. So no weight is going to be lost if you're going to just do that. Because you've got, your body is so used to it. Your body is so used to the pain. Your body is so fine, you know, handling this much of weight, handling this much of, you know, um, you know burning of fat, handling this much of pain in your life, and it's not going to reduce anything. Nothing is going to change. In the same way, we go like, I, I'm comfortable handling this problem in my life. I've mastered it. It can be and I'm going to, you know, live with it. These people, I know how to handle them. I know how to speak to them. So I'm going to just resolve. I'm just going to stay comfortable with that. I'm going to be in peace. But God is saying, hey, make peace. Finish that right there. Put an end to those things that you have to put an end to. Because Jesus, when, 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 when Bartimaeus was, was sitting right there, there were so many people that Jesus stopped and he spoke. Right? But when he saw Bartimaeus, he kept going. You know why? Because Jesus is walking towards a new beginning that he wants everyone to witness. It took Bartimaeus the faith to step out and say, Jesus! Of Nazareth, have mercy on me. I want to change. I want healings to be done in my life. I want to settle with this conflict that I'm having with my identity and the position of my life. I'm called the honorable son, but look at me, I'm begging. Right? We wait for God to come and change our diapers every time. 
I'm a mom. I'm not, I'm not disgusted about it. We go like, oh, let it fill up. Ah, oh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then we're like, God, it's bad. Why didn't you come? You know, don't wait for God to do that. If you see something that should be resolved, finish the matter. Finish the matter. Finish the mission. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? We have to resolve certain things in our spiritual life. Right? If we have been procrastinating, reading our Bible, oh, next chapter, next day. I'll finish this chapter today, next day, next day. I want you to resolve that in the name of Jesus. Right? It might look like just one chapter. I'm skipping just one day, another day. And on the seventh day, you are so depressed. And you're like, God, give me the word. Let the word of God strengthen me. No word is coming to us. You had a whole week to read the word of God, right? Right? Our spiritual conflicts. What is that? You know? Coming to church in time is also a spiritual conflict. You know that? I want us to finish that right there. If you have been coming to the fourth song in worship, don't go like, I'll come and make my mind to come on the third song. No. Come on the countdown is put up. Wake up early. Sleep early in the, on Saturdays. Come and seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Give importance. Amen. If you have to preach the word of God to people, do not hesitate. How long are we going to say that we are shy and we are not confident? KCCA as a church, we have provided so many resources and help for you to preach the gospel to the world. And how long are we going to say, well, I am a shy person. Put an end to that shyness. Come out of that. Come out of that. And we have a conflict with our personality, our character sometimes. Sometimes jealousy takes over. That we are even ashamed to come in the presence of God. Like, I was so jealous of that person. Oh, that person is walking by. Oh, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. You know, we have so much of envy. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Okay, that person is coming this way. No, I'm going to walk this way. How long are we going to do that? And if you say that word, I'm going to trigger off, I'm going to blow up, I'm going to break things. Anger. End those things in your life. It might feel like, oh, it's just me. We're just humans. I know human, but you're a special human. You are the child of God. You cannot, you know, be like, oh, everyone gets angry. I get angry. So the God is saying, put an end to that. Put an end to that. Amen. If we are handling anything like that, I pray today that we will put an end to those things. We have come to the end of this year. This was supposed to be my opening line, but let me go over it. We have come to the end of this year. I don't know how we entered this year or how we had our past years, but this year is coming to an end. I think it's a beautiful time where we take resolutions, right? We take resolutions, but instead of resolution, let's do resolving. Don't try to do something new when there's this so much of junk waiting here, you know, that you have to resolve. Shall we take, our, take time and shall we make up our mind to say, I want to resolve this. I want to resolve this in the name of Jesus. We have conflicts in our finance. We have conflicts in our relationship. I want you to understand that 
Jacob being the person who received all the blessings, all the promised word, and, and even, he even got the name called Israel. God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you into a nation. He's the man who's holding the most precious promise of God. But you know what? He had to resolve the conflict he had with his brother Esau to enter into the promised land. I want you all to go back and read. His brother was standing right in front of the promised land. And Esau had to prepare to go and reconcile with his brother and say, brother, let's reconcile. I'm sorry I cheated on you. And then his brother goes like, okay, enter. And God supported him so much in that. God gave him the favor. It will be so sad for us to see that we have conflicts with our siblings or our parents. In a relationship that we have not, we have disagreements with, I pray it will resolve today. I pray that we will make a difference. If there's anyone in your family that you have a conflict with, a disagreement with, that you are hostile with them, I pray that we will make our mind to resolve it today. Stop being patient, stop giving in, but be a peacemaker. Settle it down. Because God respects relationship. Right? He is a God of relationship. And everyone in Bible who wanted to, you know, uh, make the relationship right, God was with them. And everything worked for them. And I pray today that as you're going to go back home and make up your mind to talk to that one person that you haven't been talking for years or months, the Lord is with you. Do it today. Amen. Resolve it. Resolve it. And I want to talk about why do we have to do it? Why is it so important that we have to step into these things? Why should we make such decisions in our life? If we are not going to finish these unresolved matters in our life, it's going to keep us away from God. It is going to keep us away from God. Because God, He just keeps going. God just keep, is, is, our God is all a God of new beginnings. He's always in the move. God is on the move. Hallelujah. We sing that song. But we are just jogging in the same place. We are not running with him. It's going to keep you away from God. You know what? We have taken so much time praying and handling and crying about the same old problem in our life. Saying, God, I'm holding my peace, but can you bring a deliverance? But God, I'm doing this, but God, can you do this? Can you do this? But God is saying, hey, I've moved on. I'm going forward. And I've arranged so many beautiful things in your life. Would you settle it down and come with me? Right? It might be a tough decision. Putting an end to something in our life can break us. Putting an end to something in our life can wound us. It might be a sacrifice that we have to pay for. But God is saying there's always a glory awaiting. When you finish something, that becomes the source of a new beginning in our life. God is not going to let us die and become a grave in that end. When you try to resolve certain things in your life, God is saying, turn around and see there's a new beginning awaiting. That's what Bartimaeus did. He resolved it. And he looked up and he went forward and he said, when Jesus died on the cross, I'm very sure Bartimaeus realized that it wasn't just his social status that changed, but it was a spiritual condition that changed and said, I was called a sinner, but look at the sacrifice. 
I don't care about what people think about me now that they give me a certificate as no, he's not a sinner anymore. He's a righteous man. But look at this. I'm witnessing in my eyes. There is a new spiritual beckoning that we are called righteous through Jesus. And he was able to witness that. When we resolve something in our life, God will enable us to see that new beginning that he has set for us. Amen. If we are not going to resolve certain things in our life, we're going to turn to God and we're going to murmur against him. You're going to do that without your knowing, without your consciousness, you're going to do that. And we have been doing that. That we don't want to put an end to certain things and like this is not happening. And then sometimes our character has to change and we are not. We're trying to handle life the way we are. And when we are not able to do that, when we are troubled and tired, we turn to God and like, God, where are you? What's happening? Do you hate me? Why do you want to punish me? Just like the Israelites. After seeing the miracles of God, after seeing the sea break into two, and after seeing, you know, the Egyptians, you know, drown, and, and God redeemed them from that, and halfway into the wilderness, they go like, hey, did you bring us out to kill us here? Did you bring us out to, you know, perish us here? God, what is the answer? Tell us. What are you trying to do with us? It, the problem was not with God. The problem was with the Israelites. They lacked faith. And they, they always had this habit of complaining. Always had the habit of complaining. And they had a habit of forgetfulness. We Christians don't, uh, you know, struggle with thankfulness. We, forget, we, we struggle with forgetfulness where we forget all the good things that the Lord did for us. That's why every Sunday we say, be thankful for, the, for what the Lord has done. Your life might not be good now, but it was good. And who helped us? It was the God. It was God. If we are not going to settle certain things in our life, we are going to mourn and we're going to speak against our God. I pray that that will be such a pathetic situation that God said, these people are not grateful. I don't even want to show my face to them. We don't want that in our life. If something has to end, I pray in the name of Jesus, it will end today in your mind, in your family, in your relationship, in your finance. Things have to end because we don't want to speak against our God. We don't want to speak against our God. Our human nature will make us do that. But I pray that God will help us to do that. And also when you decide to resolve something in your life, it puts you in the right position to witness your new beginning. Witness your new beginning. Amen. Amen. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to do that. He had to leave Jericho, the, end, the, the exit of Jericho, and walk in with Jesus to Jerusalem. He, he didn't go like, awesome, I can see now, let me plan my life. He didn't walk away, but he entered. He changed his position. He did not go back to the place that he was so comfortable and used to all the people around there. He did not go back there. But he entered into the new beginning with Jesus. Amen. When we shifted house, you know, we, you know, Pastor Sam, you know, looked into this house. And I was like, this house is great. This would be more comfortable in your church. Let's go there. And in a way, I was very happy. But in the same way, I was like, oh, I'm so comfortable in this house. I'm so used to this house. I don't want to leave. 
you know, like, I, I like the people here. I've made good friends here and I'm so comfortable here. How will the new house be like? How are the uh, neighbors are going to be like? I didn't want to move. You know, shifting was something like very new in my life. Like the old house we stayed in, we went in there, we, we just made that house. You know, our youths will know we start with a carpet that they gifted. And I'm not saying we were so poor. No, no, we were fine. But we started like slowly, you know, we had church and the house. So we were like having a slow start. So we, we made that house and it was so comfortable. I'm so happy. I made that house the way I like it. The colors, the sofa, everything I like it and all that. And now coming into a new house, I'm like, how am I going to do that? Are the colors going to match? Trust me, with women, that's the problem. The colors going to match? The furniture is going to do this? Are we going to fit in? How are the neighbors going to be like? Do they all talk Tamil? You know? It's, 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 it's a whole different tension that I had to go through. But you know what? I had to move out in faith saying, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. No one's going to kill us there. It's going to be fine. Yeah, the security, the, the security that we had before, she's an amazing woman. She wouldn't let anyone come in. You know, so I had so much trust on her, you know. It takes faith to do the shift. Trust me. If you're thinking that if I resolve this, I might be very uncomfortable. I don't know how the transition is going to be like. But God is saying, have faith in me and do it. Because what he has set for you is a miracle. What he set for you is a glory. And it's a new beginning that God is going to do. And trust me, it will change your life inside out. It will change your life inside out. You will not recognize yourself when you stand in the new beginning. Because when Bartimaeus was standing with all the people and witnessing the crucifixion, no one knew it was him. He was one among them. It was one among them. And trust me, when God takes you into the new beginning, you will not recognize yourself. Take that step of faith and move into the new beginning. And how do we resolve this? I want to you know, talk to you about this and finish it today. How do we, you know, start with this? How do we start with this? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 says, The Spirit of God helps us to see it all, and then He searches deep things, even the work of God. The Holy Spirit searches deep, and He will allow us to do what happened in Bartimaeus' life was not some you know, miracle event, but it was a prophetic moment because it was only the Messiah who can heal the blind person. It was a, one of the prophecies that was being fulfilled and he was going into Jerusalem and to say, I am dying for all the sinners, whereas Bartimaeus was called a sinner from birth just because he was blind. It was something so prophetic. And if you notice, in, in the book of Mark, Bartimaeus was the only person who called him the Messiah, the son of David. If you can read that book many times you want, that Bartimaeus was the first time to say, son of David. The Holy Spirit provoked him to do that. I believe that's what happened. Because what he did there was insane. Because he did not stop, he did not give up, and there was a huge crowd. It was in this crowd. But even if someone laughs, they can all hear it. <laughs> It was a huge crowd where he was shouting. Only people next to him heard him like, shut up. He can't even hear you. Be quiet. But something in him kept staring him up and saying, go for it. Today is your day. And this is what you have to resolve and enter into the new beginning. 
I pray today may the Holy Spirit provoke us. Allow the Holy Spirit to search deep within and what has to change should change in the name of Jesus. I want to say this clear and well. If the Holy Spirit has spoken to you about something, don't make him repeat that. Don't make him repeat that. If you feel like God is speaking to you strongly about certain things and certain situations in life, don't wait for him to repeat that. Because you might miss the new beginning that you have. Because like I told you, God is in the move. I want you to search deep today. If Holy Spirit is showing you something, hey, this has to change, man. These people have to leave. Hey, these things have to change in your life. I pray that we will take a quick action on that. And I love the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask, Holy Spirit, search deep within me. What is that I have to change? What is that I have to change? We always go like, God, give me the breakthrough. Give me the breakthrough. But Holy Spirit is saying, search deep within. Are you prepared for your breakthrough? Are you prepared to see the new miracle? Are you going to look good for the new miracle? Right? If Bartimaeus stood that clock with him and went to the place and you're like, what are you doing? You're a beggar, right? But he was like, no, he had to resolve that. Put an end to that and he went in. May the Holy Spirit speak to you. In all my sermons, there's no sermon without talking about the Holy Spirit. If you don't believe in Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. There is no Christianity, there's no spirituality without Holy Spirit. He is in and in working. Amen. I pray that we will allow the Holy Spirit to examine us. Search deep within and enable us. Amen. And one more thing on how to resolve your conflict with your spiritual life or your relationship or, or in your finance or in whichever way. Start shouting. Start shouting. Like not literally like that will look like really bad. Like start talking about it and start praying. Because Bartimaeus was shouting and shouting and shouting. And all that he heard was him shouting. And he was waiting until Jesus said, come. There were so many people saying like, hey, it's okay. Calm down. He can't hear you. Jesus is gone forward. He did not settle down for that. You can put the next point as well. He only heard his voice. And he stopped only when he heard the voice of Jesus. Amen. He stopped only when he heard the voice of Jesus. So shout, L out in prayer. Prayer is another way on how you can resolve your conflict. Go to God and keep talking about it. Keep praying about it. Because prayer is such a powerful thing. It's not like one person will come, we will read out the point, and we all pray, and then it's done. No, prayer is a constant thing. You pursue in prayer. When I was young, my uncle taught me what prayer means, and it's so strong in my heart. This is what prayer means. It's called push. Okay, I want you all to remember push. Okay, what is prayer? Push. All right? And I want you all to, this, this, the words are going to come on screen one by one. Don't mess this up. I planned this well, okay? <laughs> all right, I want you all to read out these words. It's coming on your uh, screen loud. All right? Push, and this is a full form of what push is. Okay, let's read it together. Pray until something happens. Okay, this is what push is. You pray until something happens. Now that is prayer. It's a push. You're pushing forward. You don't give up. 
Bartimaeus kept pushing forward. He was shouting at the top of his voice and saying, God, I want to see a miracle today. And he did not stay quiet until he was called forward. If you have a matter to settle, don't leave God alone. Keep knocking the door. Keep praying about it until you receive it. Do not stop. You might feel like, oh, it's taken a year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't give up your battle. Don't give up your fight. There's certain things in our families that we have to resolve and you've been praying about it for years and years. I encourage you, keep fighting for it. Keep shouting for it because you have to pray until something happens. Push forward. Push forward. Push forward until you see the new beginning. Keep pushing forward until you see the new things in our life. Amen. Do it through prayer. And the last I want to say again. Operate in faith. Operate in faith. It takes faith to give up something and to receive something new. And your faith determines the trust you have in God. Trust me, God will not disappoint you. God will not put you to shame. God will not put you. Every time I'm trying to leave something and trying to get into a new thing, I only say, God, don't put me to shame. I know you won't do that. I don't, I don't want to know how it's going to look like. I, know, I don't want to know how it's going to be like. All I want to know is that, God, you won't put me to shame. I don't want people to look at me like, imagine Bartimaeus came back without a healing and things didn't change. And people like, I told you, Nora, told you, know, please go sit. You know, God did not allow that situation in his life. The time he left, he did not come back. He only kept going. I don't know what happened to him after he left Jerusalem. Maybe he became something cool and nice. Found a nice girl, I don't know. You know? Trust God and he will not put you to shame. Operate in faith. I have a short mantra in life that I practice every day. Do you want to know that? Yeah, for your everyday conflict in life. Yeah? Here it goes. Hold on to what belongs to you. Right? Hold on to it and run for it. When God is saying this promise is yours, the peace is yours for your family. The freedom is yours. The joy is yours. The confidence is yours. The redemption is yours. Hold on to it and run for it. Right? You know, if God has promised something in your family, just run for it and hold on to it. All right? Write down what is not in control. Just put it in a book and see what is not in my control. And what are those things that I'm not able to control? Like, these are the things and just leave it to God. Write it down. So that you will know and you can show proof to God, just, just in case, you know. The third thing is, let go of what is controlling you. If there's anything apart from the Holy Spirit, apart from God controlling your life, let it go. Even if it's a blessing, let it go. Even if it's a job, let it go. Even if it's a new person in your life, let them go. There should be nothing that's controlling us apart from the Spirit of God in this life. If you realize something that, okay, the God is not controlling me, this person's voice is controlling me, I want you to put an end to that. I'm not telling you like, 
no, 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 not like that. Like, leave, leave, leave that person, you know? Like, put an end. Whatever controls you, put an end to that. And in the end, try your best to be a peacemaker. Amen? Don't tolerate too much. I'm really worried about you. If you're like tolerating too much, you ruin your health, your, your joy, your all that. Me and Pastor Sam will be so worried about that. No? Be those warriors who will just fight it, finish it, nail it, move forward. Amen? That's what we want to see our church people do that. And church online, I did not talk to you so far. It's a word for you as well. May us be those peacemakers. Amen. And now we have mission possible. Awesome. If we have been the stingy people, leave that stinginess and walk into generosity. Amen. Amen. You, you don't want to see gradual improvement. You're not a statistics to gradual improvement. You know, we are the children of God. If we have been seeing that there is something lacking in our spiritual life, we have to leave it and start doing something new. Leave it and have a big progress in that. Amen. Amen. Church, are we ready for a new beginning? We hope that you were blessed by the sermon. And if you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so at kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will see you next week with a brand new sermon.